Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. What's in store for today? We're going to talk about how we as parents can address situations in which our child is constantly complaining. Has this happened to you? I'm pretty sure it has. It's happened to me. Has your child gone through a phase of constant, what feels like nonstop complaining? Maybe they're complaining about not getting a toy they want at the store or because they want to go to bed later at the same time older siblings get to go to bed or the moment they wake up, they complain that they don't want to go somewhere. Then 10 minutes later, they're complaining that you don't have their favorite cereal, etc. In this episode, I'm going to give you useful recommendations for how you can address situations in which your child is constantly constantly complaining. Also, as parents, when we see our children complaining constantly, it brings up in many of us how much we'd like them to be more grateful for what they do have, right? So we're also going to talk about ways in which you can foster gratitude. Let's begin. Hi, welcome. You're listening to the Emotional Inheritance of Parenting Show, your podcast for raising children with love, mindfulness, and emotional presence. My name is Karemi. I'm a certified conscious parenting coach and a mother, and it's a pleasure to have you join. Okay, so has your kid been complaining a lot lately? Does it make you feel irritated, annoyed? I completely understand. I've been there myself, trust me. So how can we effectively, productively, mindfully address constant complaining? First, I think as parents, our immediate default reaction is to go on a spiral of negative thinking ourselves, right? This anxious projection of how spoiled they are to be complaining so much when in fact they have so much to be grateful for. So perhaps we immediately in our mind start to think, how can she be complaining if I literally just bought her that toy she wanted? Or how can he be whining that we can't keep playing if I just spent an hour playing with him? This kid is going to grow up to be an ungrateful brat. I need to stop this whining now. If you've had these types of thoughts, you're not alone. No parent enjoys hearing constant complaining, especially when we have, from our adult vantage point and perspective, the view that our kids have so much to be grateful for, such as love, food, a roof over their heads, clothes, toys, friends, etc. But when they're complaining, Have you tried telling them things such as, why are you complaining? You have so much to be grateful for. Some kids don't even have toys. Or saying, you shouldn't get so angry. Or that's not something to whine about. Or I just bought you this and now you're whining about not getting that. Stop complaining. Have you tried saying these things? And has it worked in getting your kid to develop gratitude? Or has it just made them feel misunderstood? Or has it just made them stop for a few minutes, only to begin complaining again 20 minutes later? I'm assuming your answer is the latter. Here's the first recommendation. Don't let their complaining make you feel afraid that your child is spoiled or bratty or whatever other adjective you're thinking of in that moment. Let's go over some ways in which you can respond consciously mindfully, because the way we respond is going to have a great impact on a few things. First, whether they come to us later to share what they're thinking. Second, whether we foster their gratitude. 
And third, whether they feel bad about themselves for feeling upset. Let's say you have a five-year-old or a six-year-old and he or she is complaining about not wanting to go to bed. Why do I have to go to bed? I'm not even tired. Everyone else gets to stay up later and I have to be here in this bed all by myself with nothing to do. I don't want to wait until tomorrow to play. I want to be up now. Your automatic response might be to feel some anger because by then you're probably exhausted from an entire day, right? So you might feel anger and say something like, it's bedtime, you know this is your bedtime. I tell you the same thing every day. If you know this, why are you still complaining? You played for hours today. You'll play again tomorrow. Go to sleep. But when they're complaining, it's very helpful to reframe how we view it. Even though it feels like complaining to us, and they may in fact be complaining, what's underneath that is that they're actually sharing with us what they're thinking and feeling. And if we respond in ways that make them feel rejected, judged, criticized, or as if they shouldn't feel the way they feel, such as when we say, you're being so ungrateful, or how can you be complaining about this, or stop whining, or that's no reason to be upset. Then as time passes and these become our habitual ways of responding to their complaints, they're going to think to themselves, hmm, talking to my parents about what I'm upset about only means they get angry and tell me I should feel this way or that way, not really the way I'm feeling, and I should be grateful. There's no point in continuing to share this with them. Dr. Tina Payne Bryson, she's a psychotherapist, a licensed clinical social worker, and world-renowned author. She describes that when children are complaining, quote, if we respond in ways that criticize them, then their brain makes the association between, I share how I'm feeling with my parent, and then they criticize me, so that doesn't work very well, so I shouldn't share what I'm thinking and feeling with them, end quote. So naturally, we don't want to do this. We don't want our children to stop coming to us with their thoughts and feelings because we've made them feel judged, rejected, or criticized. So what can we do? First, we want to respond in a way that makes them feel understood. I know in the moment, we really just want them to stop complaining, right? <laughs> I have felt that way in those moments too, but let's remember our long-term goals as parents, not just our immediate desire to stop their complaining. So first, help your kid feel understood. Remember, one of the key foundations for a secure attachment with your child, and if you want to learn more about secure attachment, check out my episode on attachment. It's episode number one in the podcast. So one of the key foundations for a secure attachment with your child is to develop a relationship with them in which they feel understood. Even when you need to set a limit, you help them feel that you understand them. So going back to the example of your five-year-old or your six-year-old saying, I hate going to bed so early. Why can't I stay up later like everyone else? I hate this. I want to keep playing. You can answer in a way that helps them feel understood. Something like, I can understand why you would feel that way. You're in bed, lights are turned off, and you love playing so much that you want to keep doing it. And then you hear us downstairs talking and you want to be part of the fun, right? Yeah, so can I? So your child will have felt, my mom knows what this feels like, or mommy understands how I feel. You can answer something like, I know you want to stay up. I get it. But you know what? As we've talked about before, those of us who stay up later, it's because our bodies need less sleep because we're all grown up. 
and your brother and sister are older and they need less sleep now too, but they also had to go to bed at this hour when they were your age. We all did. I know it's hard, but your body needs the rest and tomorrow will be all ready for a new day. Your kid may keep insisting and you'll need to set the limit on the bedtime, but at least they will have felt heard, understood, and not judged or criticized. You validated how they were feeling. This helps them feel good about sharing with you what they think and feel, even when you can't change the reality of a situation they're complaining about. Now, if you're concerned that your child may be complaining very frequently and you want to help them develop gratitude, then you can absolutely work on that with your kid, but not in the exact moment of their complaint. Why? Because in that moment of complaint, they're upset. They're focused on what's going on inside of them and they need attunement from you understanding from you. This builds your connection with them. And this also helps them feel calmer and more receptive for what you want to teach them or share with them. So when is it recommendable to teach about gratitude? Use other times in the day, but without making it a lecture about gratitude, make it part of a new conversation. For example, let's say your kid was complaining in the morning about not being able to go to the park and play because it's raining, and you attuned in the morning to their feeling of frustration of not being able to go out. Later during the day, let's say at dinner time, you can look out the window and tell your kid, look, it's pouring out there. We're so fortunate that we have a cozy home to stay warm in, right? We're warm and dry, and we're going to sleep in our cozy beds tonight. And homeless people right now are out there, sitting in the sidewalk, feeling so cold with no warm food. That can help your child start to think about what they do have. Or you can simply ask your kid, what do you think might be really hard for people who don't have a home to stay dry and warm in? See what they answer. Or back to the going to bed example, later the next day, once your child wakes up, you can bring up a question that can promote gratitude, such as, sweetie, good morning, did you sleep well? And after your child answers, you can say, how amazing that each one of us in the family has a cozy bed to sleep in with books we can read at night, right before bed if we want to. What do you think might be hard for kids who don't have a comfy, warm bed to sleep in? Or you can ask, how can we be helpers and help out some families who maybe don't have enough blankets to stay warm in, or maybe some kids who don't have storybooks they can look at at night? These are some ways that don't feel like a lecture that can actually gradually get our kids' minds thinking differently towards a more grateful lens of seeing their world. It helps a lot if we see this as a skill we want to help them develop. Skills require practice, practice, and lots of guidance if our kids are still children, especially young children. So try seeing this skill building process and your coaching for building gratitude as a marathon, not a sprint. It takes time to develop gratitude. And of course, we need to remember that children are in a stage of development of self-centeredness, of thinking about themselves, about what they want, about what they don't want. Yes, they show moments of empathy and caring for others and for animals on occasion, but by and large, children and especially young children are developmentally in a stage where they're thinking about their desires and they operate from their wants, 
their needs. And on top of that, they're operating from underdeveloped brains. So they don't have the maturity to see the big picture of how fortunate they are. To understand that money doesn't just get spent on anything we want the moment we want it. Their development needs to unfold. And of course, this doesn't mean we just let them focus on what they don't have all the time. We want to develop gratitude, but it's a skill we develop gradually by coaching them emotionally. And it doesn't flourish from our reactions of being annoyed or telling them to stop complaining. So hard to remember this, right? To remember how our responses shape so much of their mindset about themselves and about the world. So if you haven't done this yet, no need to feel bad about ourselves for not having built this skill yet in our children. It's okay. We're trying our best every day as parents, and we need to give ourselves compassion and grace for getting up and doing our best every day. To shift our mindset to one that helps us connect more easily with our children when they're complaining, we can tell ourselves, what would I like to hear from my best friend, from my partner or spouse, from my brother or sister? What would I like to hear when I share something that's making me feel irritated or angry? Think about this. Imagine yourself complaining to your partner or spouse at night after your kids are asleep. Telling your partner about what happened that day and how tired you are and all the work you did and they just fought and did this and that and you're feeling this way or that way. Imagine if your partner responded, you know, you should be grateful we have kids. Some people can't have kids and we have them and you're complaining about what they did and didn't do and how they talked to you. Stop complaining. Why don't you go to the living room and take some time to calm down and once you're calm, we can talk. My goodness, how absolutely lonely and misunderstood and angry and judged and criticized we would feel, right? We wouldn't want anyone to talk to us that way when we're complaining about something. We would want an empathic ear. And sure, later we'd appreciate some perspective that can help us shift out of that mindset. But first, first, what would we want? Connection, empathy, not sympathy, empathy. Someone to just say, I get it. Sometimes it's hard. I get it. There are days when it's just so hard. You know, in the therapy and coaching professions, one of the first things we learn is to attune to the client's internal world of thoughts and feelings, to truly be empathetic and show empathy. And this is because we can't help someone from a place of judgment and criticism. This is what our kids need from us. And this is something we can work on, something we can foster by attuning in the moment to the feeling and the thoughts underneath their complaints and later bringing up in conversation some things we can be grateful for. Now, there's another big one that we can work on that has a huge impact on our children's overall complaining. And as you might have guessed it, it has to do with us. We need to embody gratitude. We need to model it. And we need to be mindful of how frequently we might be complaining. I'll admit, if I'm not mindful about it, I have a tendency to complain. And I've gotten much better at this. But when I started to work on this, I first committed to stop complaining for a whole week. To do a complaint detox, so to speak. And I was surprised at how often I had to bite my tongue. And not just outwardly not complain, but also truly shift my thoughts to a different, more proactive approach to a situation, rather than automatically jumping to complaints. 
And it helped me to see that I was modeling complaining to my son as an automatic response to feeling upset about something or to feeling disappointed about something not having gone the way that I had planned it. And when I started to shift my responses to my feelings of frustration and disappointment, and when I truly connect with my son's underlying feelings when he's complaining, even though I won't give him what he wants, it shifts everything for both of us. So try it. Try it this week. See it as a challenge for this week. When your kid complains, it's hard to do. But instead of feeling annoyed, try seeing it as Dr. Tina Payne Bryson describes, quote, maybe you can say, this is a privilege and a gift that my kid is sharing their thoughts and feelings with me. And I'm going to respond in a way that makes them want to share more thoughts and feelings with me. End quote. So that's a great challenge for this week. And since it's a challenge of inner growth, you can see it as something that you're setting for yourself. You know, take the recommendation if you want. Try and see if it resonates with you that this is something that you want to do for yourself this week. I'm sure you set challenges for yourself in your career, perhaps in your exercise goals, perhaps a challenge for the healthy food you want to incorporate into your daily meals. See this as your inner growth challenge of the week. One that will not only benefit you for sure, but also your relationship with your children and their development of gratitude. Thanks for tuning in. Remember to leave a review. I love your comments and questions. And if you'd like to sign up for updates about courses I offer, upcoming podcast episodes, interviews I'm doing, free resources I offer, please sign up for updates on my website at coachkaremi.com. That's Karemi with a K, coachkaremi.com. And follow me on Instagram at coachkaremi. Thank you, and I'll be here next week.